listeners, the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a couple of weeks ago and is coming out um, this upcoming, this Friday, the July 1st. Um, if you are living in the U.S. or adjacent to U.S. news and politics, you know this has been an incredibly tumultuous week for us here. And we just wanted to make clear, since again, like this episode was recorded prior to the Dobbs decision coming out, um, that even though in this episode we're not talking about it, we unequivocally stand for a woman's right to choose whatever healthcare choices she needs, not only for her health, but just for her existence and well-being. So we wanted to preface this episode with that note. Um, and you won't hear any more about it in this episode this week, um, just because it was recorded previously. But it's really important to us to make that known. And if you are feeling any type of feelings as I, as I have this past week, please know that our email and DMs are open. Um, you know, we view our listeners and our followers as a friends, as a community, as a support system, and just know that you will find that with us. Um, our DMs and our email are a safe space. Please do not hesitate to reach out. We unequivocally support everyone who is feeling any kinds of emotions um, with everything going on right now. Your feelings are valid. I know we are feeling lots of grief, disappointment, and you know, just genuinely upset over this decision and support, as Maddie said, a woman's right to and not just a woman's right, but anyone who is of a birthing body, that your reproductive rights are your own. And that is something that should be between a person and their healthcare professional. Yes. Any, any uterus caring, per, uterus having person who, who this, this decision affects and, and just more broadly too, because I think we'll find this has ripples into other areas of healthcare that might not even be reproductive. So it's a scary time, but we, are here for you. We love you. And we hear you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Valkyries After Dark. I'm Aliv. I'm Haley. I'm Kenzie. I'm Abby. I'm Maddie. back to Valkyries After Dark. And today we're going to talk about our favorite book to movie slash TV show adaptations. Or our least favorite. Or yeah, that's also a fair thing to do. Y'all, I just, a memory just unlocked for me. One of my first college essays I had to write was about movie adaptations and why some of them did better than the others. And I had to write like a six page like research paper on like Ooh. movies and like <clears throat> why they did better than others. I don't know, I had an English teacher in college that so was like really into cinema. And I was like, well, in classic book nerd fashion, if we're gonna talk movies, we're talking book to movie adaptations. And I wrote like two essays regarding like I think Harry Potter and Divergent and like what was the other one I talked about um someone someone, I mean I wouldn't know but I'm just (laughs) 
<laughs> I started answering as if I knew. I'm like, whoa, have you been on my hard drive from uh, sophomore year of college? What? <laughs> but read your mind. I mean, pretty much. Um, I don't know where to put my But in short, I have a lot to say about this, as I have a lot mm-hmm. to say about many things. No, Cubby has been drinking um the whole entire wine cellar. So <laughs> um, beyond that, she's been drinking vodka yeah i have a nice glass of um three dollar red liv's got a wine cooler we love a two buck chuck um i have a 10 buck chuck that's not very good but tiktok showed me the hack of adding diet coke to it i didn't have cherry coke or else i would have done that um is it good i feel like i missed this conversation when i was pouring my glass no it's okay it's like it's not good, but like it doesn't make me want to throw up and I paid money for it. So I'm going to drink it. Um, mixing wine and Diet Coke makes me feel like you're putting motor oil in your body. I mean, I've done worse. <laughs> what has been good though? What? Nothing. Pride and Prejudice 2005 girl what a way to start us off i have I a confession just, like out of all of the movies we have written down i think that's like top of my list i it's have really seen my it. favorite movie like okay oh, first of all like i'm pretty sure kira knightley was like some kind of gay awakening for me um in oh 100 like, it was her and orlando bloom in Pirates yeah, oh. her corset when jack sparrow just rips it off yes. her body okay oh She's always been um, for actresses, I think, because of that. But that's for another time. But whenever this movie, every time I see it, like, it just brings up, like, a wave of nostalgia and happiness. And you want to have, like, tea and cookies. And you want it to be a rainy day. And you want to just kind of forget about your problems because you're waiting for the hand flex scene. Mm-mm-mm. I think about that in my dreams quite often. So I raised you, though, the foggy hill scene in the billowing jacket in the pirate shirt, okay? Everyone talks about the ham flex, and the ham flex is delicious. What pirate shirt? Whenever he wears the poofy pillow shirt and is, like, walking through the foggy terrain because he can't stop thinking of her. And he's like, you have bewitched me, body and soul. And I love, I love, I love I you. need to and watch I never, And I wish to never be parted from you from this day forward. If you I want. feel like if I don't bewitch a man, I shouldn't be with him, you know? I, That's what I'm saying. If you are not walk, watching me walk away and hating it and loving it at the same time, don't want to love, don't want it. Yeah, and, like, I want to be called, like, Goddess Divine and Pearl. And my thing. I have a piece of advice. Um, don't date men, then. Yeah, well, you're, you're, I, right, I, you're right. You're right. <laughs> right. Okay, all right. Uh, you, raised the, you raised the bar there. Um, but, like, it's great to think of wrong. in theory. Yeah. <laughs> in theory. <laughs> in theory. <laughs> um do all I just want to say for the record Andrew is sitting here listening (sighs) at us and giving me like faces like 
That's Andrew, insane. Who would use that? Oh, as a we hate all men. The fuck up. <laughs> like, I think that real men usually disappoint, which is the reason why we turn to some of these beloved favorites is because, like, mm-hmm. real men disappoint. Mr. Darcy never disappoints. Rune is that like three. Okay, no, 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 no. We're on. We're no. We're the, uh. That's not a movie yet. Yeah, I don't okay. care. It will okay, be. Whenever I don't care. Mr. Darcy recognizes that he's wrong and then makes the actionable choices to change. And he's not even doing it to prove anything. Like he's yeah. he doesn't like go and show and tell her. It's like he does it just because he realized he was wrong and wanted yeah. to be better. Yeah. And like what real man does that? Hmm, I don't know them. many. If None. you know listeners, let me know. And if they're single and age appropriate, let me know. They don't even have to be age appropriate. I'm I'm down for older men, you know. Uh, okay, they have oh. to be <laughs> thank you. They um, have to be a certain age. Yeah, there has to be like a certain age. But like if you know one, hold on to that one if you can. Yeah. If not, you know, don't date men because that's where we're at. Um do any of us know one? No, and that's no. I mean y'all are married, so you can't really say well. <laughs> I think Liv and I both just said it, so yeah um okay i mean we olivia i haven't seen it either or read it thank you kens i've been thank saying you. this the whole time why do you think i brought up rune okay yes thank you. I've, had, I've had multiple drinks you understand where i'm at mentally <laughs> Yes, I'm I so feel sorry. I like a certain level of like betrayal with this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was common knowledge that I didn't. I haven't seen it. Me too. I okay. mean, it's also the kind of movie that like we've talked about watching so many times. Like, I'm just shocked you guys haven't. I feel like it. I, well, I thought we were gonna can watch it as a group. Fir- can I experience the first time with y'all? Enjoy. That's what I said. I thought we were gonna watch it as a group. Can oh, that'd be so cute. That would be so cute. That's some cute shit. That's very cute, and that's acceptable. I know what only acceptable. Okay, see, that's what I've been waiting for this whole time. I know a drinking game with that. (laughs) Please, I'm begging. Okay, but listeners, now we're going back. What we really (laughs) have to do is there's a lot of Earl Grey. I love Earl Grey. Mixed drinks that are very good. Love it. Okay, put alcohol and tea. It'll be fine okay works for me so going off of jane austen first classic we have emma okay i'll be honest the 2005 pride and prejudice is probably the only jane austen adaptation that i just am obsessed with the other ones i like and i've watched and like i enjoyed them but i'm not ever gonna go like rewatch them on repeat i'm not obsessed with them there's more than one kent did you really just ask that Yes, she she did. Do, do you not know the what? full list? Let me tell you the full list. I Why I research that? I will say that Emma has some top tier comedy, um, inside my head at least. Um, if you've ever like watched the 2020 um, version of Emma, I think it's top tier comedy the entire time. I like I said, I didn't dislike it. I enjoyed it. It's just not like the same level like that's the only one for me that's like I'm assuming we're not this absolute favorite I'm obsessed want to buy clothing from want to be in etc so on and so forth well I I agree with that but that's because like Pride and Prejudice was like the first real like quote-unquote adult book I feel like I ever read 
And it's like very romancy, you know, walking through the field happy. <laughs> and that just is like, you know, nostalgic. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what the fuck I did. I really liked Emma, but that's because I really liked, I, I, I think that Anya Taylor-Joy just does a really great job as an actress. She's so beautiful. Like um, she like really encapsulates what I encapsulates. Did I say that word right? Yes, yeah, you did. Yes. Wow. Um, and I feel like you know she does a really great job of kind of portraying how I view Emma as like mm-hmm. a character. Um, plus it's just as funny. Like I just laugh watching that all the time. Um, I haven't seen it yet. But now I have HBO Max. So, like, I plan to watch a lot of things. I love HBO Max. Okay, so. Popular movies based off of a story by Jane Austen. We have Persuasion, classic 2007 version. But there's a new version that's going to have Dakota Johnson and somebody else who's in Crazy Rich Asians. I love that movie. Um are going to be and then it's supposed to come out later this year i believe so if you're looking for more adaptations to watch that's one to be looking forward to um we have the 2020 emma obviously which we just talked about i really liked it maddie liked it but you know it's not like pride and prejudice have any of you uh, others watched that nope okay. no but i feel like it's going to be really hard to surpass pride and prejudice just because yeah, Pre- that's it's my favorite movie like when someone's like what's your favorite movie or like what's your god tier i say Pride <sighs> and prejudice because it's got the cinematography it's got the casting it's got the soundtrack it's i think it does a fantastic job of staying true to the actual plot of the book and being like a real true blue adaptation like obviously there's some changes obviously because it's a decent sized book you know you got to cut some things but i think as far as following the plot and like the dialogue it's very accurate in that sense so it's just like I think that the earlier version is actually more true to the actual like yeah because it's a mini series dialogue yeah but I think that the 2005 version better shows like showcases Mr. Darcy's awkwardness but his like like the emotion is better Mm -hmm. than anyway I think it's more true to like the feeling of the story yes like that the yearning and the longing and the um, betrayal of Mr. Wickham too like just mm-mm-mm. we have the earlier version of Emma in 1996 I will say that I kind of why I like the older versions of them I do like that we're kind of expanding in the newer versions if that makes sense um, we have Sense and Sensibility in 1995. We have Bride and Prejudice, which is like an off version of Pride and Prejudice based in India. I've seen it. It's not that bad. Anyway, moving on. I don't have none of you have experiences. It was a, it's like a musical. I don't know. It's something <laughs> else. A musical. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's got like music and the thing about musicals is that I'm not a huge fan unless it's The Greatest Showman, and that is the one of the best movies I have ever seen, probably. Love that movie so much, but I don't really like musicals. Yeah, I it does. Musicals. This one does something different 
I don't, I don't know. I feel like if you're drinking and you're eating food, it's something great to watch. Anyway. Love that. Um, obviously. Yeah. And there's an earlier version of Persuasion 1995. North, uh, we've got like a bunch of them. I could really go on and on. Clueless is like a vert, like it's supposed to be based off of one of them. There, there's like a bunch of them, you know, that we kind of could go on and on about. There's really a lot of them. But like, Jane Austen really set up the expectations. And now we're here. All right. Oh, wait. So now if we go off of that, Bridgerton. <laughs> I fucking love Bridgerton. How oh my it. god. But watch oh the, the Viscount okay. who loved me. How do we feel about season three being about Colin and Penelope? I have, okay, so I haven't read the books. Because that's not in order of the books. Right. So I haven't read the books. I love the idea, but I do kind of wish it would go by the books. So then when I like read them, it's yeah. like kind of yeah. like. In but the like, same order. they've changed so much already by season two. Like, yeah. if you want, if you, so I've read all of the books, right? Like, I read them all in a week right before finals, like a year ago, because you know how like you are kind of stuck and you don't really know what to read and you're kind of like I can't pick anything up and then you get right to something that's like super important in your real life and then you start reading a bunch Mm -hmm. yep anyway so I did that and like I really liked the Viscount who loved me the the actual show because I felt like one there's a lot more like cultural appreciation Mm -hmm. and like there's actually a lot more to it than's in the books like it's very different um the enemies to lovers yeah the enemies to lovers their own version of the hand flex kind of I don't know I actually liked the book version of it but my favorite of the book version is um Francesca I believe her her story is my favorite when he was wicked but uh, obviously that won't be for like several years and they changed the actresses for that they did change francesca I mean, oh because like i, I read about it because like the actress for original francesca um like she was a lot younger like by the time they needed her to age up she wouldn't be old enough yeah i heard that's why not because she was like a bad actress or anything yeah, I was going to be like, she she seemed to play pretty good, so it didn't make any sense. But that I was questioning that. Um, I like how I she was for, like, episode one, and then she, like, just dipped. Like, where did I, she go? Well, that's because <laughs> in the actual books, so if you read the books, you don't really hear about any of the other siblings in those books. Like, mm-hmm. you hear a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of foreshadowing, but you don't hear anything. So, like, I love, me, love Eloise. You have, like two scenes where everybody else is in it and that's it like Daphne in the show is way more of a character than she's in like one scene in the books Mm -hmm. in that book like she's not really even mentioned in the rest of it and this is sort of spoilery but not really Francesca she's just she dips out early for a reason like she's not very active in the family for a reason Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so you just have to find that out I don't know I really like Benedict's story um so I'm kind of sad to see that we're having to wait longer for that I love I don't Benedict. think they can gay 
Yeah, they don't have him as gay. He has, like, actually a really cute, sappy, but also, like, very scandalous. I love that. He has a good scandal. I just yeah, bought he, his he's, he's pretty scandalous in, in the book. Uh, like, the most scandalous is Francesca's story, but, like, he's, he's scandalous in the book, and, like, for, like, society purposes. Um, I think as far as, like, the way the Netflix show is going, it makes sense, sort of, how they set it up for it to be Colin and Penelope, even though I have my own mixed feelings about Penelope. I have a question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because we all, all right, spoilers, but honestly, <laughs> at this point, if you haven't seen it, then what stop. are you doing? But anyway, <laughs> stop right now. This watch. is one show that we all agree on. Yeah. I think. If she's, okay, so I don't know how it works in the books because obviously I haven't read them, but if we already know that she's Lady Whistledown, how is this supposed to continue? Because it's giving me very much, um, gossip girl a vibes where it's like it like how does that work in the book because i don't want them to just continue to like switch around now that we know that you know penelope is whistled down but you guys you know want me I mean? to tell you how that is no okay i would well, rather not it, it i will just say that it's a very like nothing from season two onward it like after episode three nothing is the same as the books I, even how they got together is different i do know that the yeah, books are no, different nothing, in book nothing, sense. nothing is the same there's a lot more drama like it, it it's more classic romance books you know that. that they have to do that though yeah they have to do yeah that. i will say i really like the extra like i feel like it gives way more character development for some of the characters than like eloise for example has way mm-hmm. more development when you read the books like very different i love her so much it hurts she's an icon she's a legend i love she annoys me so about eloise he's my favorite penelope pisses me off honestly i think eloise is probably the one that grates on my nerves the most every time she talks i cringe i love her voice her voice doesn't bother her voice doesn't bug me at all I thought that she I got don't. better for you as the season went on. She didn't, like, she she improved as the season went on, but it was still very much, like, every time she had a, a scene, I was kind of, like, cringing. Like, <laughs> oh, I was wishing to be annoyed for her. I loved the end scene, like, the, the scene with her and Penelope. That was, like... That was, that was rough. When she it discovered it, she was Lady Whistledown, that was so fucking iconic. I was, like... Was, yeah. But and I agree God, with Eloise. Yeah. yeah. In that argument. But, like, I will say, I, I do like how they're doing the TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Sometimes they do the books and, or, like, do the movies or shows and stuff like that. And they're, like, either completely different and horrible. Like, you know, they tried to do a great, like, representation for the books. And it's just not even, like, remotely close. And it's very bad. This is great, and I think it, like, pays great respect to the characters and even makes them somewhat better. But I think we said in, like, a previous episode, too, that, like, a good way to think about adaptations is, like, they're not really supposed to be exactly, you know, the book. They're supposed to be, like, it's, like, a fan. It's just a a 
canon compliant fanfic that's made for screen. Yeah. Like, it's just a separate body of work that's like trying to honor the original. Abby, can I go off what you said and then another adaptation? Yes. Why adaptation? So, Abby brings up a great point where in Bridgerton, they veer a lot off of the books, but they do it for the greater good. At least that's how I felt when I, because I've only read the first one, The Duke and I, and the book was very different. And I honestly, I think I prefer the TV show to the book. Um, Slim margin. But still good. Still good. No, I I liked the book. I it, it was it was it was it was it was some good soup. It was some good soup. Good soup. Well, not great soup. The good soup with Regency stuff too. Like there's a lot of the things we yeah. find fun about it. Books just don't really capture. Yeah. Um. But speaking on adaptations that veer a lot of the books, but do it for the greater good. Maddie, I think you know where I'm going with this. My- We're gonna go shadow and yeah, bone. Shadow and yeah. bone. Are we going? I I have very mixed feelings about Shadow and Bone. Um, and and Haley knows some of the reasons. I really like all. I I really enjoy the way they're adding the Six of Crows content. I think the way they're adding that storyline is great. I think the changes they made to the Shadow and Bone storyline are ridiculous, and um, an attempt by Lee Bardugo to do some rewriting. Yeah, I definitely got that vibe, especially when it comes to Mal, because I hate Mal in the books. Uh, he he grinds my gears to no end. I mean, it's very clear to me she wrote this character and then, you know, saw how it was received by the fans and now is, like, trying to rewrite what she wrote originally, even with some of, like, the Darkling stuff, too. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think also, like, th- first of all, they age up all the characters. Um, which I think is a very smart move because, um, like, it, the target audience was YA, but I feel like the people who read it when it was YA are now, like, adults. So I think having them aged up and more grown up, great choice on that part. Um, and they were kids in the books, but they weren't, like, you know, it's not like Percy Jackson where you're yeah, they starting the book 12, and they're they 11. Like, like, they were, like, older teenagers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I don't know if – Y'all know this, but in the series, everything to do with the six of cr- with the crows, that's not written in any book. Um, I think I'm more excited to read Six of Crows than Shadow and Bone. Everyone's gonna you're either gonna like Six and six, Shadow and Bone more, or you're gonna like Six of Crows more. They're just very different genre books. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think you see Lee Bardugo grew a lot as a writer through mm-hmm. writing them. Um, I Same think I the storytelling style of Six of Crows is a lot better. And I think the plot's just a lot more intriguing. Um, but the magic system in Shadow and Bone, absolutely mind-blowing. And I love it. Um, but I think the, a, the TV show is a great example of changes that I think were made for the greater good. Because um, I watched it after I read the books. Now, at first, I was kind of thrown off because... I couldn't stand Mal, but in the show, he's really hot. And I was like, why do I like him? I hate it that I like him. And I was like thrown off at the crows because I was like, this is brand new stuff. And it was super confusing. But I think it was like done to really develop and 
push forward for later seasons and like I'm so gagged for season two especially because the cast members that they added on like Tolia Tolia and Tamar so excited oh my god like gorgeous talented Wylan absolutely adorable little flute playing boy can't wait for him Nikolai Ooh, they did him good. Yeah, they did. Um, I'm excited how they're going to do some of the effects of some of the stuff relating to his character. In the is show. that the blonde guy? Yes. The really hot one? On yeah. Yes. That I see. Man, I've got a baby girl. The last two books in this series are only about him. And okay, and Zoya. I don't know who that is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read. And you, she is she she is to shadow and bone. To but what Nesta, Nesta is, is to Akatar. Okay, all right. You didn't have to put it like that because now I'm gonna zoom to she read. Is, and guess what? The last two books are only about her. And she and I'll tell you after because it's a spoiler. But don't. Don't tell me spoilers. I'm not ready. No, she'll tell me after. I think you'll appreciate her power. Oh, okay. So, speaking of things... I actually had one more before we move on. Kind of circling, like, back to the Regency era stuff. Before we move on from Regency. Um, You were talking about Emma and how it was funny. And that reminded me of my favorite Regency comedy movie. And that is 2002, Importance of Being Earnest. (gasps) Yes! favorite hands down hilarious the acting impeccable it's very true to the story it's so funny 10 out of 10 yes I I I like that um okay wait so also kind of like moving forward in like time little women the 2019 I have not seen it I've only seen I have a, a I have a deep-seated prejudice against little women having been a woman who grew up in the south it felt like propaganda. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, that's beside <laughs> the point. So I refuse to consume any little women content. Okay, on that okay. that's beside the point. All right. I only watched the old movie and it made me cry, so I have not touched one single thing of little women since you guys haven't seen i love her so much they literally pay like (sighs) i love florence but i will not watch it because the first one made me cry oh my god okay and i don't even remember why i just remember being sad character death i won't watch people who have seen the movie it's just it's so good and it has like some of my favorite actresses in it and it's just like it's good soup Anyway, well, oh, and it has thing. it has that it has that guy that everyone loves. What's his Timothy name? Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, or uh, I love, love him. He's not my favorite. But uh, he's not mine either. He looks. He like is Carden to a T. He looks like a dying Victorian. From, he looks like That's a great job, though. Mm-hmm. So, moving on. Um, the Great Gatsby. Oh. oh now now uh if we ignore the whole thing about the author and like who's the real author and you know that whole argument but fantastic film and i did like the book what 
so there's a whole controversy with F. Scott Fitzgerald that he actually stole all of the writing and material, or at least 90% of it, was actually written by his wife, Zelda Fitzgerald. And he had her committed to a mental asylum in the 20s and 30s and published it as his own. And, got and all like, the- at this point, that's not really, a con- that's, like, not even a conspiracy theory. That's kind of just, yeah. that, that's what, like, literary yeah. scholars accept as yeah. the truth pretty much now, so. Anyway, which makes sense, because why do we all love it? Because it was written by a woman. Um, yeah, because I was like, I have yet to love a book written by a man. Actually, John Green is the exception. I was about to say, also, Rick Riordan and- is my exception. John, or what's, who wrote Death, um, The Maze Runner? John Dashner. Those are there's two. a handful of, there's a, there's a handful. Some of them get it okay. And James Patterson, because he makes true crime. Yeah, but he doesn't actually write all, any of those, so. Yeah. Well, those are all ghost written. <laughs> the first, like, the first... The first handful of his that like started his career were all written by him, but not anything he publishes nowadays is ghost written. That's wild. But anyway, I think the f- great point that sounded really rude. I was like, anyway, that's not how I meant it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, fuck F. Scott Fitzgerald. However, I didn't know that. That sucks. Zelda, an icon, a legend. Um, I loved the book. I actually read it for the first time in eighth grade, and that was mm-hmm. the year that the movie came out. And I watched it right after I read it. And so good. I have to say, I think they did a fantastic job encapsulating like the whole scope of the book. And I think they like did a good job of staying very true to the plot and all the important points. I think, especially at the end, like mm-hmm. the profoundness. And if you haven't read this spoiler but also was published in like the 1930s so you, you it's also follow. literally no longer protected by copyright laws so yeah, sorry babes um but like the whole ending where you know he's shot and like the green light one dips on him mm-hmm. like oh that that whole, that whole montage also i i think it's just because like when it was written but i feel like nick caraway is very queer coded and I mm-hmm. don't think he saw Gatsby as just a friend. I think he was like, he caught mm-hmm. feelings. And I thought we assumed that. I do. Uh, and it's my headcanon. Nick Carraway like is a little fruity. And I love that for him. Um, yeah, there's a little bit too much of a crush there. But I also love the energy. Like, the, just the aesthetic. Oh, the that. aesthetic is everything. And I love it. You can't yeah. tell me a man would write another man that would buy a house across from you, put on parties every weekend, just in hopes that you would come and he can reunite with you and rekindle your love. No man would write that. Like, that's like the that's like a stalker, but not like a bad. That's like a respectful, distant <laughs> stalker. It's like he's yeah. putting himself in your path, but not like being smart being up and like not showing up at your house he's like being a criminal it's like i'm a stalker who keeps his respectful distance which no yeah, man can ever comprehend of like, exactly. yeah it's like yearning times 10 i just feel like also leo and toby mcguire <gasps> yeah love them Jordan Baker, another another fruity character. 
and I, I I saw her I was like I would date you isn't Jordan Baker in Peaky Blinders or am I just crazy it would make sense I mean it's the time era one of the wives of one of the brothers but I'm not sure yeah she's uh Lizzie isn't she she played um she was originally a um she was originally Tommy Shelby's brothers oh she the fiance she was a sex worker and then they got married why I think that no that's not appropriate what when have we ever not appropriate like I give us an explicit reading for a reason I haven't oh okay wait so speaking of maze runners (gasps) I haven't seen it but O'Brien is yummy perfect specimen I did not read the books but I did watch the movie they were great I loved them it was during that very like dystopian time that we were divergent was coming out hunger games was coming out like a bunch of that kind of stuff was all dystopian Mm -hmm. we are filling the market with dystopia Mm -hmm. i feel like sci-fi dystopian book to movie adaptations are never really done well i always find them really disappointing so like i did not like maze runner even though, you know, Harrison Ford is my main man. That's definitely um, better, hun. Right. Well, okay. That's You're right. <laughs> you're totally right. However, I do actually remember the Maze Runner movies. Wait, um, have you read? Dylan O'Brien. I know. Have Wait, you now I'm seeing it. I remember. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I zoomed out. Um, what See? are we saying about Harrison Ford? So Blade Runner. So I was I was confusing two different sci-fi dystopian movies but with similar names. Maddie, you're mm-hmm. not wrong because did you know? Fun fact: Blade Runner was actually inspired by the novel "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" Mm-hmm. Well, and so that's the other thing that I was gonna say is another Harrison Ford like. 2010s movie that was a sci-fi dystopian movie that was really disappointing was Ender's Game. I loved the Ender's Game books in middle school. And That's the my father's favorite terrible. books. And Wait, he was very I disappointed. I remember reading that and I loved it. I didn't see the movie because I, I, I really didn't get great So I was like, but, oh, Ender's Game. Wow, that brought back Unlocked. Yeah, I like some whole memories. Wow. And like, you know, video game murder and all that other stuff. Did you know? I don't know that. I only watched it. It's a very popular book series. Yeah. And it was very popular, like when it came out, like advertised everywhere. But like, I just remember everyone in my middle school, like, some of it was assigned reading for one class. Oh, that's cool. Did any of you guys read the City of Ember books? Yes. Yes, I did. I did not finish the series. I read up the People of Sparks because that was my required reading was those two books. And the movie, I actually really... Isn't there a movie? Yeah, it's like an indie film. And I remember I watched it before I read the books. And then I was like, why does this book sound so familiar? And then we watched the movie in class. And I was like... Hold on. I have like this vision in my brain of one scene of the movie. I just had a straight up like resurfaced 
Remember the pineapple controversy when he was like eating cans of pineapple and they're like, yo, we starving down here. Yes. Wow. Memory. Oh my God. This is literally like a research. They're, they're underground, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're given jobs at like 13 years old. Yeah, and I remember, like, really loving the first couple of books, and then it just, like, died so fast. I don't think I ever finished reading the series. Oh, my. I just had a rep- And the like, first book, like, the original cover was, like, the light bulb. Yeah, because yeah. I read, yeah, I read that, yes. A surfaced memory, resurfaced memory. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, anyway. Sorry, but then going off of dystopian, we have the Hunger Games. Nope, still dystopian. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I'm going off. Oh, I was like, I thought you were continuing. (laughs) What is happening right now? I'm (laughs) it together a little bit. I think the Hunger, the way the Hunger Games, I feel like was filmed was super interesting how it was kind of filmed mm-hmm. almost like in a way like I feel like almost like documentary style how it's like yeah. the camera's just like following them around like which which one's your favorite I movie? I think the first one for me because like honestly that's the only one I have a distinct memory of I don't think I've watched all of them to be fat to be quite frank I watched all of them I don't have any particular one I like more I feel like the first one was more true to like the message of the book Mm-hmm. than the other ones and I feel like kind of as it became more and more popular it kind of like the whole like the whole point of the book kind of got lost and like by the time you get to the last one like the whole poignant point at the end I felt I felt like kind of did not like it kind of fell flat so that was a little frustrating in the last Mockingjay book or movie but yeah no I thought I like as a child and like middle school and high schooler like I was like I am Katniss Everdeen like that is <laughs> you break your hair like her every day for school no but like I was just like I am the older child who sacrificed everything oh, for my siblings mm-hmm. like you know you gotta do what Oldest you have to do in wartime and like you gotta like I would also kill people if I had to like yeah. that was like that no. is my energy and I still have some of that energy but now it's more like mellowed out <laughs> that was you know <laughs> The second one, the second movie was my favorite, and I don't know why. I I think it's Finnick and um, Finnick and is her name Johanna? Mm-hmm. I think that it's because, and I have this thing with also like this could go into Germani fanfics, I guess as well. But I think it's a whole thing where like I like it when they are experienced in the second book or the second like um the second scenario that they're in like they were unfortunately they got called back into the arena but they're more experienced you know they like know kind of what's going on even though like they don't really know the arena and whatnot like the background Mm -hmm. knowledge right and it's the same with and this is weird that I'm comparing it to Germany fanfics but I've talked about this on the pod before how like I don't like it when like Hermione is portrayed as as a timid person when she went through a whole war Right. And like Katniss was not timid in the second one, nor was she timid in really all of them. But in the arena, she was more experienced, more confident in her like in her abilities. And she knew what she was good at. She knew what she 
needed to do to you know get past going to the cornucopia and whatnot um Mm -hmm. i think it's that honestly um anyway that was a little little i think i feel this is the same way i feel about the harry potter movies like i see with the hunger games also like the books and the movies so separate like i get two different feelings when i read the books like when you read harry potter books i feel like oh this is good like the information that you get and same with hunger games but with the movies i feel more like nostalgia like i see them as completely different yeah i think it's the same with divergent too the second movie and book of divergent is my favorite as well and i think it's a little bit they didn't even finish the movies didn't they i didn't finish the book they didn't it did the second one but never did the third one i think that was because i don't know the second one flopped yeah the second one the second one flopped, um, but I think also Theo James, right? That's the actor's name. Yeah. I think he ended up pulling out from that. I, I don't remember. I did, the only thing I remember was it flopped so bad, but they it definitely could have been one. other things. It definitely could have been other things, too. Movie the third, third, uh, there wasn't a third movie. Yeah, there was. Like they, they didn't finish the series, is what I remember. Yes, there was. I- I think they did it now. I'm Googling it. I know they didn't finish the series. I do know that. Wait, they did make a third movie. There's a four book that was in four's perspective that they didn't do, but they have a third movie. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah, they made Allegiant. Um, It has Zoe Kravitz. Theo James, but they have a stacked cast. What the fuck? I mean, it was. I mean, no, I don't think it's horrible. But I think the third one was the one that flopped, and the second one and the first one were like okay. I don't remember this. Yeah, the third one has eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was the third one that flopped. Yikes! Well, I yeah. Regardless, yeah, they it was not going the way they. The second one has twenty eight percent so still did really bad still did bad but i liked it what they did was they split the their plan was to split the third movie into two Mm -hmm. books so they did not finish it it was supposed to be four movies and the fourth move the third movie is only part one of the allegiant book oh Oh, yes okay like they did not finish it because that makes sense so bad you might as well still finish it like that's what i'm saying well, if you can't get the money for it. Mm-hmm. I think they cut it short, didn't they? Like, they did a lot of things. Like, they crammed it in at the very end of the third movie. Yeah, I I don't know. I just remember it being, like, a lot all at once. And that didn't make sense. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, anyway. Moving forward. Um, speaking of, like, not great... But people watch it because nostalgia, Twilight. They're such they're my comfort films. They're they're my comfort films a hundred percent. You have to watch them. You have to watch them as comedies. (laughs) That's the way you can watch them. I feel like vibe films too now. Like I'm not watching it for the content. I'm watching it because it's such a specific vibe. Yes. Like, it's a mood movie. The fucking soundtrack is amazing. I I would argue that the soundtracks are better than the movies. Decoded by Paramore. 
I walked yes. down People the aisle walk. to um, uh, what's that song? Sleeping, Sleeping at Last by Sleeping at Last. Yeah, Turning Page. That one's a good one. Yes. Yes, I walked down the aisle to that song. It's so beautiful. That's gorgeous. The wedding. And like, I, everybody has seen all of them, right? Correct. If you haven't, get the fuck out respectfully. Just kidding. Because I, I have such a strong memory, core memory of I, I saw all the movies in theaters and it was yeah. like my intro into reading because my mom was like, you have to finish the book before we can go see the movie. So that was like our deal. And I just have like this, it was like one of the first dates me and my husband like went on a distinct memory sitting there in the theater, then the midnight um, premiere, sitting in the middle row and then breaking dawn part two. I know what you're going, where are you going? That oh, and I, like the that was Alice so scene. fucking good. They did that was I like that was one thing, of course, that was not in the books that the Stephanie Myers and the director decided to do, but it was fucking phenomenal. That and I mean, the way factor. they did it too was so good. <sighs> so good. Like I don't think I've ever felt my heart stop like that in a while. Okay, but can we take a minute for the CGI that they did to rotisserie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? What is that? So dirty with that. I, I'm so sorry. Are we on like food? Renesme, Renesme. She got a rotisserie. <laughs> but why would that even the baby? But it's like it's like calling the pandemic the pandamarama or the pandemic <laughs> like it just, it's just it's such an absurd name you can just say any word that starts with r and it will fit like <laughs> resume but what that doesn't even make any sense though no, nasty not, like come on not, like hey my mom didn't let me read breaking dawn that's yeah mm-hmm. i didn't read breaking dawn the because it's soft what do you mean couldn't read it yeah, um, no, my mom didn't let me read it either. So when I went to the theater to see it, I had no idea what was happening. And I was like, okay, for Breaking Dawn Part 1, I literally went with my grandfather. Oh. I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> oh, no. Like, whole ass broken bre- bed. I'm just sitting there with grandpappy, <laughs> like, with grandpappy. Abby. <laughs> I wanted to just evaporate on the spot. But yeah, no, honestly, Twilight. Okay, but the books, the books for Twilight, they're not bad. Like, obviously, I reread them two summers ago and it was great. Like, Bella has a personality in them. Jacob's the dick. And then Um, it was really jarring, though, when I realized just how young Jacob was in the books. Like, uncomfy. Like, he was 14 in book one. Oof. Yeah, Harry Lautner was not fourteen. No, <laughs> that man was dummy shredded, like <laughs> or, or like. Did y'all Midnight Sun? I haven't. I have not read, read, read it. Honestly, Twilight's kind of a summer read for me, so I'll probably read it this summer. Mm-hmm. I've been debating it because I really like the male's point of view, like mm-hmm. written by, you know. Okay. So, like, I, I like Castile's point of view and, like, shit like that. Oh, that yeah. That is true. However, I have to take a minute to roast um, Miss Miss Stephanie Mayer, Meyer, whatever the fuck. 
what was her fucking idea with these new covers I'm seeing at like Barnes and Noble and Target? Like she's she's like a perfect example of absolutely unhinged ignore the author like you just can't like cannot engage with her on anything (laughs) also i will never forget and this this lives in my brain rent free the outfit that bella wears in the book to go meet carlisle and esme fucking floor length khaki skirt like she's gonna go ask your neighbors have you um been worshiping our lord and savior jesus christ today and what does edward call her like, absolutely he's like you are absolutely like irresistible or something like, but she's not like other girls Haley. she's one of those she's not like i mean girls. isn't she myers i mean isn't she mormon like is that the yeah. whole point <laughs> well the fact that they don't bang for marriage come on now yeah i mean like Get married at seven. And that was the man's decision. Yeah. Because Bella was trying to get it. However, I think the most uncalled for thing is the ring in the movie that Edward gives her. Oh. And you know, did you know the story behind that? Please tell me. I don't. So the movie producers and like the people who are in charge of that for the movie, like picked out this beautiful, like in mm-hmm. the book, like, the classic Edwardian ring, like from his grandmother's. Like it's yeah, an drop dead gorgeous, drop dead gorgeous. They picked it out, like had it, and she vetoed it and was like, "No, this is not the right ring." And like they kept trying to pick out rings, and she kept vetoing it. And so she drew a picture and made them make a ring based on the picture she drew, which is and not like that. Ring. Wait, can you see like, what the picture, what ring it was supposed to be? Or do we? It's have literally just a huge ass oval with like round diamond stones in it. Like it's not pretty or elegant or like. I don't think she's asking what the like the one they wanted. The original one. I've never. I don't think we've. I don't. I've never seen a picture. I've just heard like people who are on set oh, okay. describe this process. Yeah. That's so annoying. Going off of the vampire vibes, I forget a lot of the times that the Vampire Diaries. I haven't read it, but Vampire Diaries could literally series. smack me across the face many times and I would think mm-hmm. it. It's very literally, different, the book. It's very different, but oh, they did I, a great job. <laughs> I read, like, I kind of did what Maddie did for Harry Potter and I read a lot of like the the book things so I didn't mm-hmm. have to read all of them mm-hmm. but um I kind of want to but the the series literally is my my favorite seasons my favorite. one through four are just my thing is that I, I'm a demon girl so I always oh, that's why I like season, season four. four I always love season four so much because that is when she's like <laughs> I always start my rewatch from season four. I like season. I appreciate season one, two, and three so much because we get the originals and a scene where Klaus becomes the hybrid. Like those scenes are so good. You cannot deny that the acting is fucking terrible in season one though. Oh yeah. Oh, terrible. Horrible. Yeah. 100%. Can't stand it. But the Michaelson's great. Season three, awesome. Mm-hmm. Season four is where I, I always restart. As an aside, I recently finished the originals. Wrecked. Oh, dead I, until I, I have not been able I to have not, have not recovered yet. 
Mm-mm. I haven't watched the last season because it. of that reason. Because I know a lot of things that happen already. And so I'm just kind of like, why would I put myself through that? I can't rewatch it. Literally. Like, I physically. Yeah, I tried to rewatch it. But, like, and, like, the first couple seasons are really good. Like, um, actually, I watched it for the first time. I, like, was at my friend's house. And she was watching it. And I was like, you can finish this episode. And then I got, like, invested in the episode she was watching. And I was like, you can watch the next one. And this was, like, I think in the middle of, like, season two. And I was like, and it was, like, I think right before Elena was turned. And I was like, I watched the episode of her being turned. And I was like. Spoilers so- to um, the Vampire Diaries, if you haven't seen it at this point. <laughs> okay, it's um, 2009. Okay. Yeah. Are you even a millennial if you haven't seen the Vampire Diaries at this Mm. point in your life? Like, like that's a more millennial memory for me. Mm -hmm. I always know because the low-rise jeans, the fitted long sleeve, and then the converse, just like, Speaking of a millennial core memory, Mortal Instruments. Mortal Instruments. Mortal Instruments. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't read them, but I bought the first one. Underage drinking. Okay, but Jamie Campbell Bower. I love him. Please, for the love of God, let that scrawny yeah, little blonde man in black jeans. Or what did I say? Blonde I man. So sorry. Jeans it's a, a leather jacket and motorcycle for me. Please. Okay, I have, I have some slander. In black jeans. I like Uh-oh. the other Jace better. <gasps> no. Maddie, you like the other one? Yeah, the I show? Like yeah, I like him better. I like the Alec on the show better. I like Alec on the show better. I like Izzy on the show better. I like oh. Magnus on the show better. No! You can't okay, say Matthew that. Matthew Dario can just... Matthew no, Dario no. and no. no, no, not Magnus. Magnus in the movie's hot. I mean, yeah, but I like him in the show better. And the Izzy in the movie is hot, too. Yeah, but I like him in the show better. And look, I like Lily I like Lily Collins a lot. She was the wrong choice for Clary. <gasps> I liked her Clary better, too. Okay, I, I agree with Lily Collins. Clary, however, the Jace. I don't agree with the Jace. Um, I'm talking I about agree with everything else. And, like, the Magnus and Alec are so much cuter in the show. No, I agree. I agree with that. Um, so, I think that kind of ends our little okay. dystopian section. Yes. And there's something I want to gag over really quick. I'm going to make it real quick because I haven't seen the show. However, I have read the first three volumes of Heartstopper. I am obsessed. I wish... And I'm so happy that this generation of kids has a graphic novel like this to have them and support them through the whole like queer experience because I'm just reading, like I've read the first three volumes now. And I think if our generation had this growing up, I feel like a lot of us would be so much more comfortable and accepting and have come to terms with our sexuality sooner this whole book it's such it does such a great way of like 
discussing and talking about the nuance of sexuality and gender and all that and as far as like coming to terms with your sexuality but also just like being in a really cute happy relationship with one another and like have any of y'all read it or just me I have seen the show I have not read it yet okay I have to say I've seen like clips of the show and I think they did the casting amazing for Nick and Charlie like it's impeccable and the writer she does such an amazing job in the books including like I think also like one thing I love is like one of the main characters he's bisexual and I feel like a lot of literature and media includes a lot of bi erasure so it's really great I feel like it's great bisexual representation and bless you but man if I had this book growing up no one could have stopped me um and I'm so happy that it's kind of coming into the mainstream and young adults and you know teenagers have it now and I finished all three of the volumes now so I'm gonna watch the show probably this week so super excited to see the show and I'm so happy it's a thing and it was like an automatic like I think I gave four and a half five four and a half stars to the three books so love Heartstopper go read it it's the illustration's amazing the storyline is great super gay super cute 10 out of 10. (laughs) I've never heard of it but that's exciting yeah it looks very cute so cute um, I had somebody who's one of my really close friends, um, besides you guys say that they, so, um, um, we were talking and they said how, um, we, like, the two of us would watch, um, to all the boys every year, like, whenever the new movies would come out, because that was, like, a book series that we both read back in the day, mm-hmm. um, and they said to me, like, they thought it was their new to all the boys because it was like a comfort series for them. Anyway, that's so, awesome. I haven't I've heard nothing but great things about the show. So I'm very excited to watch it. I just wanted to read the books before I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy I did because I, and it, I love this in graphic novel too, form too, because I don't read a lot of graphic novels, but the illustrations and it was just, it's such a good series. I just, I, I can't recommend it enough. Like, it's just one of those that just makes you feel good. And well, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And it's really gay. And there's also trans representation as well as discussion about eating disorders, um, but in a very healthy way, not in a like trauma and trigger warning for trigger warning sake. It's very much a, like bringing representation and like starting a discussion around it which I think especially like the target audience for these books because like I mean I'm 22 and I'd be chilling in the YA section but like I think this is more (laughs) for like middle school high school students um and I think you're at like for that age group that's discovering and going through these things I feel like does a great job of describing it and how friends can support other friends um throughout these times and throughout these journeys so that's why I was like oh I wish 
like I'm so happy this generation has these books now because the power that we could have had like if we had these sooner like it's so powerful and I just I have two questions yes Lore Olympus is considered a graphic novel right yes love that by the way how awesome would it be if they made like a show of it they are of Lore Olympus yeah, I think they're thinking it's going to be like a Netflix, Netflix thing, yeah? Yep. Netflix has Please. the rights. They're doing it. I think it's it's not going to be live action. I think it's going to no, be No, it's going to yeah, no. it's going to be a cart doesn't need I'm to really be. stick with the cartoon style because yeah, I think the, cart- cartoon. the illustration of Laura Olympus love really beautiful. I have webtoons was my I was <laughs> checking that shit every single night. Like loved it. Also, has anybody watched the Netflix movie the old guard yes i love that that was so good with charlie loved it so i found out that it was like based on a a book or whatever so i bought the book ended up being a graphic novel and i have it (laughs) oh my gosh so if you haven't seen also if you haven't seen the old guard highly recommend it is very good great movie charlize theron please oh i love her like great actress um it's so badass it's really so badass like i loved it so much the guy who plays dudley in harry uh harry potter i almost said harry styles he was in the queen's gambit too was he really yeah was also a a book that was made into the queen's gambit also a novel also me before we didn't put this one down me before you i don't like to talk about that one that one and, killed me. Okay, I finished that book in my ceramics class in high school, and I was literally crying into my pottery, um, <laughs> finishing it. Um, and Neville Longbottom is in that movie, and he's like a personal yeah, he's trainer. he's the he's the he's the other boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy who plays Dudley is also in a very good movie too, with Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. It's a fucked up movie, but it's good. What's it called? Oh, 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 oh. Um, fuck. What's that one with the? Also, Bucky was in it. Smash and Stan. Fuck. Oh my what god. What's it called? Priest with the with the with the preacher. Oh, the- last Freeman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? It's it's a phenomenal movie. Hold what on, I'm just called? fucking googling it. Hold on. Tom Holland, right? That'll be the easy. yeah. Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson. The way Robert Pattinson when he's like delusions. <laughs> oh, the fucking uh devil all the time. Yes, yes. that yes. phenomenal. So I think good. it's a book too. Was it? That shit. Was I think scary. so. I think so. I think because me and Corey watched it and I was like, I feel like I need to read it now. The lines hit oh, a little bit now. Devil, hold on, devil. That shit was freaky as Abby. I told you. <laughs> I should have bet five dollars. What? <laughs> Wake the fuck up. I'm not awake. I'm just here. <laughs> okay. It's I a book. It's written by Donald Ray Potty. I, I mean, I'm gonna read it. Um, I'm gonna read it too. Okay. Trigger warnings for sure in that one. But okay. great. Which one? The devil okay. all the time. Oh, oh yeah, Wait, Maddie, what's Dark Fae? Academy Zodiac Academy first. 
I feel like you don't have to read Zodiac Academy first in order to understand it. Like, there's not a lot of background info in this. Like, if you, like, I can just tell you, like, briefly what the deal is. But, I mean, it's a, it's, there's Faye and they're all shifters, basically. So, it's pretty self-explanatory. But it is very, very scumptious. Oh, by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti. I just want to, like, rapid fire a few. Yeah, Yeah. so let's let's name the rest and we all just be, like, good, bad. Wait, wait, Outlanders. no, we should talk about the ones that are coming up now that we've talked Percy about Percy Jackson, but to like summarize Harry Potter universe, people love, woo, we'll talk more later, moving on. Harry Potter, we'll do, we'll do a whole, Percy Jackson, we're going to do a whole thing, Percy show. Jackson, the new TV show, Daisy Jones and the Six is coming out, that'll be like a show, correct? I've seen the cast photos and like scenes from like filming costuming casting sensational i need to read daisy jones in the six i feel like i'll really like that because i love that era and like that music so i'll buy that at the airport tomorrow um the summer i turned pretty we have a taylor swift song uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. with that one named carolina we also have taylor swift with crawdad uh where the crawdads sing I'm actually very excited about that one, and I have a read called Allegedly that sounds a little similar to it, so I'm intrigued to see how this goes. Um, I'm actually excited about it. I know it's supposed to be, like, problematic. Um, Well, it's more the author than the book, because the author is suspected of murder in Zambia. The author's husband and son are wanted for murder in Zambia, and this book is based off of their experiences in Zambia. So that's why it's problematic. But a lot of people are very excited. About <laughs> it. Excited for the show. Taste if T Swift is writing a song. Yeah, for it. I'm watching it. Did. I mean, she wrote it. There's, it's like, it's. Oh, sorry, Doctor T Swift. I've heard Dr. Dr. Swift. Dr. Swift. Sorry, um, we have to you know, but like everybody a lot of people watch Harry Potter movies and we know how we feel about that author. So <laughs> take for that what you will. It just I'm you know me, I like true crime, so like the it like intrigues and Daisy me. Daisy Edgar Jones is really hot. Yeah. Um yeah. I didn't know a whole lot about the actual thing that was going on. My my bad but it happens okay it happens i am excited world out there oh but in conclusion the pride of prejudice 2005 adaptation is the best oh well but can we i mean we literally only have two more left on the list so that is a great conclusion and i agree that is definitely is my favorite if you haven't seen it and like just fix it thank you <laughs> all right abby's done for the night um, <laughs> do you I have any um movies uh Wait, tv adaptations that we didn't say please let us know we'd oh yeah let us know what your favorite is is it one that we talked about or is it something else like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or like any of the other Which ones? Which are on the list, by the way. Oh, yeah. We didn't them. talk about it, but that's like. Uh, they don't matter that much. <laughs> but like, Hobbit. You know, let us know what you think. What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? Do you agree? Do you disagree? If you disagree, tell Keep us in a kind way or don't tell us at all. 
as the the powerful Eugene Lee Yang from the Try Guy says, I'm right, you're wrong. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, have a great time and I hope you enjoyed this summer time. You're doing great. I love you all and I'm gonna go make cookies. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for listening to Valkyries After Dark. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Um, Also, sign up for our email listserv. You can find the link for that in our Instagram bio or our TikTok bio. We're at Valkyries After Dark. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, topic recommendations, arguments you want to have with your uh, Valkyries After Dark hosts, you can send us an email at valkyriesafterdark at gmail.com. Until next time, folks.